Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Believe in the U. I am your host, Paul Menendez, and I am extremely excited to talk some Canes football with you guys. Today's episode is going to be amazing. We have a lot of great information to bring you. So let's get started, guys. Throughout Coach Manny Diaz's tenure, he's been very aggressive in the transfer portal. He was very ahead of his time as well. I think he was ahead of his game, you know, utilizing the transfer portal. I know it's kind of a controversial subject, but at the end of the day, it is college football's free agency, and Miami has been very successful utilizing the transfer portal. So, with that being said, who are we looking at right now that's available? And there was a situation that did occur a couple nights ago. Jawan Mitchell, linebacker out of the University of Texas, wanted to commit to the University of Miami's football program, coming from the transfer portal. According to Manny Navarro of The Athletic, Jawan Mitchell spoke with Coach Manny Diaz Friday night, two nights from when this is being recorded. And he was going to commit on the spot. And Coach Manny Diaz stated that he wants to stick with the personnel right now he has at the linebacker position. Now, there's different sides of the story. Some people said he was looking for a starting job. He wanted to start right away. I mean, fair enough. You're a veteran player. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And the day, Jawan Mitchell wanted to commit and he was not given the green light. I know a lot of people were very frustrated at that because a lot of people believe we need help at the linebacker position and we need to add personnel to that position unit and Jawan Mitchell is a very good player he led Texas in tackles this past season only in eight games had 62 total tackles 4.5 tackles for loss I think it would be a pretty smooth transition for him in ACC play he's a great player he'd probably be one of our best linebackers coming in this next upcoming season but you know it is very interesting that coach Manny Diaz didn't want to give him the green light that they may stick with their own personnel. But at the end of the day, we have to trust the evaluation of this coaching staff and move forward. It is what it is. Jawan Mitchell will not be attending the University of Miami. That is confirmed by Manny Navarro of The Athletic. Now, another name that has been thrown around a lot is Henry Toto, I believe uh, that's how you pronounce his last name. He's a linebacker of the University of Tennessee. And according to, you know, a lot of people who great content for the University of Miami, he's the priority. You know, he's the priority for this coaching staff. Now, rivals did state that Ohio State and Alabama are heavily considering Henry Toto. And Alabama wants to see if they even have space enough to add him to their class. If there's any room for him. so. 
honestly, I know people keep bringing it up, but I think it's going to be a very difficult task to land Henry Toto. If we do, that would be amazing. But in my opinion, I think it's a long shot. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer to anyone. I'm just keeping it real. I, I would be very surprised if Henry Toto ends up a Miami Hurricane. Take it with a grain of salt. I've been surprised many times in the past. Devontae Williams committing to Miami. James Williams committing to Miami. Those were all big surprises I did not expect either. So, hey, you never know. But as of right now, I would be in shock if Henry Toto ends up a Miami Hurricane over schools such as Alabama and Ohio State. Now, we still haven't added anyone from the transfer portal. We are looking at linebacker. We're going to wait. We're going to wait until we find the appropriate player coming into the transfer portal. I know people have been screaming Justin Flo because he's not playing a lot at Oregon, but he has to enter his name in the transfer portal. Unless the coaching staff is working behind the scenes where they've been in contact with a player, which I don't know, that probably breaks NCAA violations. It would have to be you know, through players within the football team. Then they can go out and recruit. There's nothing wrong with that. And that was the situation with Tyreek Stevenson. He was being recruited um, in the sense of not by the coaching staff when he didn't enter the transfer portal. It was through players um, that were in contact with him kind of, you know, hey, seeing if he wanted to come back home and play for the University of Miami. So that's an example. And, you know, Justin Flo, I think he would be a great addition to the program. My only thing is that he doesn't bring a lot of experience. So we would have to develop him properly. And he's playing in a d- different defensive scheme. You know, this is a 4-2-5 defense. Okay, you have to be a very athletic linebacker to succeed. And I would love to have Justin Flo. But, you know, would this scheme fit his skill set? I'm curious about that. But we'll find that out later. I mean, that is, that's just talk right here. We're not, Justin Flo isn't entering the transfer portal. I have no indication if Miami's actively speaking with him through players within the program. This is all just speculation and conversation we're having. But I know a lot of people were mentioning Justin Flo's name. So that's just one little example of potentially players who can land in the transfer portal and Miami would be very interested in. Just be very patient um, with this game. Okay, we've seen this in the past. De'Ara King, we were patient at the quarterback position. Georgia was not. They were very hesitant. And boom, Miami gets their starting quarterback for the next two seasons. Um because they were patient in the transfer portal. So just be patient and good things will come. But the staff is being very aggressive in this situation. And guys, my honest opinion, we need to add someone from the transfer portal. This personnel we have right now at the linebacker position unit can get us through ACC play. But a New Year's Six Bowl to play Clemson the ACC title game and actually compete all four quarters okay, and win the football game, I don't know if this personnel can get us through. There's going to be a lot of growing pains with Corey Flagg, Avery Huff, Sam Brooks. And development development needs to happen at this position. You know, middle linebacker, for example, that was that was a, uh, an identity this football program had. Was that hit stick middle linebacker. Guys like Jonathan Vilma, John Beeson, Denzel Perryman. We are linebacker you. That was the tradition at Miami. You know, I think it's changed under the Manny Diaz tenure. The linebacker position has not been the Miami standard. And hopefully we can get 
back to that era. But we're looking for a, a very modern, athletic, physically built linebacker different from what we've had before, which were literally absolute monsters. <laughs> Tanks, literally. So it's a, it's a different era of college football we're in. And Manny Diaz, as he's shown, he's very futuristic in his ideas. He's very, very advanced, always tries to be one step ahead so we just have to trust the coaching staff um, with this decision but they are aggressive in the transfer portal now another name to look out for from the transfer portal who's making his decision shortly is justice oluwasian offensive guard from unlv i i'm sure he was formally recruited or coached under garen justice because garen justice you know he did coach and was the off co-offensive coordinator at UNLV so there is experience there but Miami needs to add depth at guard because our second team guards um, is not the best personnel right now it's quite a scary situation our entire second team offensive line we're we're building a base with our first team offensive line but second team O-line we need a lot of help so, hey, if the staff believes that Justice Oluwasion can get it done, welcome to the University of Miami. We have to trust the staff's evaluation. I'm curious how that transition will be coming from a G5 program to the Power 5 level, and then you have to face a program like Alabama first game in your Power 5 college football career. I just hope it's a, it's an easy transition and he can provide nice depth and become a solid role player uh, for our offensive line. By the way, guys, since we're talking about this position unit, Ja'Kai Clark was in a car accident and he will be out three to four months. This surgery was it's successful. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Kanan. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code KananCast15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off on your At center, care. you had Corey Gaynor, right guard, Navon Donaldson, right tackle, Scaife, who ultimately I think Jared Williams will win that battle, but he was out of the spring game for unspecified reasons. Then at left tackle, you have Zion Nelson, returning starter. Then left guard was Ja'Kai Clark. So now Jalen Rivers has to step up. You're in an interesting situation. I think you're going to be good at right tackle with rotating between Jared Williams and then your second team in Scaife, um, you know, taking on that role. Center Corey Gaynor, he's our handyman. He's, you know, he's the mailman. He's consistent. He, he comes, he, he always delivers, ultimately. Zion Nelson is probably going to be one of our better offensive linemen returning, and I think his development is speaking for itself. He's going to soar. And right guard, we need a huge season from Navon Donaldson. So that's your base for your first-team offensive line. But after that, I mean, guys, I couldn't tell you who's our second-team offensive line. I, I really can't. It's going to be a lot of position changes, which is a very difficult task to teach your, literally the entire side of your other body, your left leg instead of your right leg, your left arm, to basically work at the same speed at the same strength that's a complete project right there and it's not an easy transition 
that's a very difficult task that a lot of people cannot do. So switching positions is not fun. And this is what happens when you have a lack of personnel. And we've seen this with previous players such as Navon Donaldson, their development tanks when you switch positions on them. Scaife as well. You keep putting players in different positions in the offensive line. It's not an easy task. And they regress, unfortunately. So second team offensive line is going to need a lot of work because right now, we're not even in talent-wise, personnel-wise. I mean, no, talent-wise is there, but personnel-wise, ex- game experience, second-team offensive line, rolling out into ACC conference play, that kind of worries me, to be honest. By the way, I thought our offensive line played extremely well. We had a lot of time in the pocket for quarterbacks to get rid of the football. And speaking of quarterbacks, guys, I know we're going to keep mentioning this uh, throughout the entire offseason until ultimately these guys get a starting job in college football for the University of Miami. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia, I mean, they looked incredible. Those are two power five college football starting quarterbacks in the near future. And they can start probably right now at a lot of power five schools, I would say. They would get the starting nod at. Not, I'm not going to say kind of that statement that was made by Bruce Feldman that Jake Garcia could start at several SEC programs and basically any school in the Power 5 divisions besides UNC and Clemson or Alabama. I'm not I'm not going to say that statement and maybe I'm exaggerating those weren't the exact words, but you know, I think Jake Garcia as an example, I think he's very advanced um at times if I'm nitpicking, I felt like he held on to the ball a little bit too long. That's because he, you know, he just enrolled. Uh, he hasn't even, I don't even think it's been more than three months that he's been on campus. It hasn't even been a some complete semester. So technically he's not even a freshman, <laughs> but um, he's really still just a high school student, if we're being honest, but he did a tremendous job. I thought he built a great connection uh, with Charleston Rambo and the up-tempo offense Red Lashley, um, you know, laid out in his playbook. I thought it went, the rhythm was very good with the style of play Jake Garcia brings to the table. He has a great arm, and I, I just love the fact he's already developing a connection with Charleston Rambo. Both you know players are new to the program, and Charleston Rambo, by the way, I mean I previously mentioned I thought Mike Harley would be the for sure wide receiver to lead this team in receptions and receiving yards all around. It might be Charleston Rambo, guys. I thought he played outstanding. Um, very fluid route runner, you know, hand issue. There's always going to be a, a couple drop passes, you know, throughout the games. That's just what to expect with Charleston Ramble. But this is a guy who can be a terror in an ACC play. And he's definitely a number one wide receiver that you can put on the outside or inside, probably at most power five programs and most pro- programs in the ACC conference. So I was very impressed with Charleston Ramble, but just wanted to get back to the offense real quick. I mean, this is a very good-looking offense, guys. I, I honestly thought maybe 41 points per game was a stretch, but I think we can hit 41 points per game this upcoming season in ACC conference play. I really do. Now, I don't think we're going to put up 41 points against Alabama. I don't. But, you know, I, I think we can really make a lot of noise offensively, and I think it's very important that we are aggressive with the transfer portal because we're not very balanced on the defensive side of the football. And I'm curious the impact Coach Shoup and Manny Diaz will have in Travaris Robinson overseeing the secondary. You know, how, how big of a 
impact it's going to make with these changes. Are we going to see the Manny Diaz's defense we saw early on during his tenure as defensive coordinator, or is this still going to be the same 4-2-5 scheme we saw ran under Blake Baker? Are we going to move back to a 4-3? So a lot of questions. I just hope we're fully balanced because our offense is going to put up a lot of points. And I think I personally think this defense can be disruptive and make a lot of plays, force a lot of turnovers, you know, a consistent top 25 defense in ACC conference play. But once you get to that elite level and you play the elite teams, the Alabamas, the North Carolinas, the Clemsons, can you get over that hump to get you in a New Year's Six Bowl and win a bowl game finally? I'm tired of losing every single bowl game that we play in at the end of the year. Can we finally win a bowl game and finish off the regular season on a high note instead of a sour loss? So those are some things I'm going to be looking at. I'm very curious if Miami does utilize the transfer portal. I know we have a very, very big event going on June 1st. A lot of players, uh, recruits specifically, will be on campus. Okay, for the class of 2022 right now, Ja'Curry Brown is our only commitment as of right now. He's our loan commitment for class of 2022. We need to build off of that, obviously. The dead period has lasted a little longer than usual. They've extended it due to COVID-19, obviously. Travel restrictions that could be in favor of Miami. Other programs cannot travel out of state or it's very difficult you know, to get in contact with these players, these high school recruits. So, you know, maybe in a sense that has helped Miami a lot and they have benefited from it. I strongly believe that as we saw in the class of 2021. So this is a really big event coming June. I think they're calling it the cookout, something like that. I guess they're having a barbecue basically for these recruits to come and enjoy. And I truly believe that we will get some commitments um, out of this event that's going to happen on campus on June 1st. One name to look out for, Wesley Besaint, four-star outside linebacker, attends Miami Central Senior High School, and he's a very good football player. He's going to be a must-get, but I'll tell you this, he is going to enjoy kind of the recruitment cycle, the attention you get. So he's going to be someone you're going to have to fight to the end, hold off of other big-time SEC programs, other elite Power 5 schools. And Miami, ultimately, guys, needs to win football games to land these elite recruits in South Florida, out of the state of Florida. But by the way, I, I believe this staff, what I'm seeing, they're being very, very aggressive with out-of-state recruits in the state of Georgia specifically. They're, they're, I wouldn't say they're leaving the South Florida area, but... They're definitely putting their focus and attention on states such as Georgia, South Georgia specifically in that region. They've identified there's a lot of great talent there. They're building relationships with coaches. Um, they just landed Jake Garcia, Ja'Curry Brown. In a sense, the last two quarterbacks Miami has you know, recruited and committed to the, to the football program are from South Georgia. I know Jake Garcia is from Southern California, but he did play high school football in South Georgia. So, you know, I ultimately I think this staff is focusing on that area and it's it's a place where there's a lot of great football, there's a lot of great talent. They come in very well coached and, you know, 
we're not leaving South Florida, but I just hope we're picking the right ones from South Florida to stay. That's all I'm going to say. My opinion, I think South Florida football, if it's not the best region, it's one of the best by far. Now, another name to look out for, Nigelik Kelly, four-star defensive end out of Dillard High School. He was recently committed to the Florida State Seminoles and just decommitted recently. A lot of people stated he saw their spring game and just said, yo, I'm out. Peace. (laughs) But ultimately, guys, I mean, that's someone we need to land. And I think Miami's going to be in a great position to land Nigelik Kelly. He's an outstanding player locally. Um from Broward County, attended Dillard High School. So that's another name to look out for that could potentially be one target that commits following this event come June 1st. So just look out for that name, Nigelique Kelly. And here's the complete list, guys, as well. I know I just mentioned Wesley Besaint, Nigelique Kelly, Earl Little Jr., who I, mean, I think... If, if you follow recruiting, we shall know who Earl Little Jr. is. Um, I'll be honest, guys. I think that will be a pipe dream. I, I, I would be in shock if he picks Miami. But he's coming to the event uh, June 1st. Ja'Cory Thomas, Demario Tolan, Travius Lathan, another local kid from Gulliver Prep, Jamal Weiss, Bryce Anderson, Bo Atkinson, Omar Graham Jr., another um, local product out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Broward County, goes to Stranahan High School. It's either going to be us or Florida State. I'll tell you that. It's going to come down to those two schools. Obviously, Miami is in a better position um, than Florida State is, but Omar Graham Jr., a great linebacker. Jordan Allen, another key corner out of, I believe, the state of Louisiana, and he's a very good player, very under-the-radar three-star recruit. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.